0: You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center in Tallahassee, Florida. We are a Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located on the campus of Florida State University. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes in order to give us a unity that begins in our acknowledgement of what He has done For us, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Today, as many of you know, is the celebration of Mother's Day, and, and it kind of brought up a, a memory for me, a memory of when I was making a card for my mother when I was a kid, and and I remember making this card and, and putting a lot of work into it, and, and uh, you know, I, I cut out this card. I remember cutting it into a triangle shape, um, and, and I remember it was a really cool card, you know, like, uh, it had some great drawings on it, and it had a lot of of you know really neat stuff and and but the one thing that it didn't have on it any place was you know like happy mother's day or even the word mom probably any place in it and and the the whole sense of the card was hey mom here's this card this really cool thing that i did here you go happy mother's day and we probably wouldn't think about uh, writing a, a card like that today to our mothers or to the people that we love, uh, except that, well, we maybe do. Maybe sometimes the cards that we send other people are more about ourselves than what they are about the card, that it, the person that we're sending the card to. Maybe sometimes we're writing a Mother's Day card and, and we're uh, sort of, at least in the subtext, saying some kind of weird stuff. You know, it'd be like writing a Mother's Day card and and saying, uh, you know, dear mom, isn't it great that you gave birth to me? (laughs) By the way, I need some stuff. (laughs) I, I could use some stuff. And since you are my mother, I am coming to you for that stuff. We can begin with validation about who I am. And then we can go from there sincerely your favorite (laughs) you know it, it sounds funny but sometimes that's the card that we're sending and sometimes that's the relationship that we have with God sometimes we have this relationship with God that well maybe isn't so much about God himself but it's more about us and we get in our own way when it comes to that relationship, we come to God and, and we come to God with this idea that, well, this is all about me, God. And so, you know, thank you for uh, declaring me to be your son. That was a really good choice on your part. And it's kind of weird, but it still kind of happens. And we see proof of that happening in this reading from Acts, this reading from Acts where where Peter starts it off by saying, now truly I know that God shows no partiality. Well, that's kind of a weird thing for Peter to start off saying, right? Yeah, Why is Peter talking about the God shows no partiality? Well, the reason that he's doing that is that Peter has just uh, met and been in the home of this guy named Cornelius. Cornelius is a a Roman centurion. He, he is a uh, Gentile of Gentiles, if you will. Not only is he a Gentile, but he is a part of the sort of invading army that has come and set itself up in, in Jerusalem and in Israel. And so he He's especially at odds with probably Peter, who is a a hometown boy from Galilee, uh, a Jew of Jews. And and so um, uh, there's kind of this rub between them that exists, at least culturally, even to start with. But, but then into that, you, you get sort of where the Christian church is at at this point in the book of Acts. And where the Christian church is at in this point of the book of Acts is that the Christian church kind of sees itself as a, well, a sort of a Jewish heresy. And so because of that, they kind of see this whole thing about Jesus as being something for Jewish people. And so if you want to become a Gentile convert into Christianity, they sort of assume that you're doing that by way of becoming a Jew. And so uh, you're, you're kind of getting a both and when you convert. And you get this sort of idea that what Is expected of Cornelius is that Cornelius, if he's going to convert into Christianity, is that Cornelius is going to start to eat kosher. He's going to start eating lox and bagels in the morning for breakfast. He's going to do all sorts of things that are just sort of culturally Jewish so that he can be a Christian. But God has just given Peter this vision. God has just given Peter this vision where uh, it's clear to Peter that Cornelius doesn't have to become a Jewish person first in order to become someone who is loved by God. And we go, of course, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, uh, most of us in in this room, most of us watching this live stream, well, we, we probably are like, well, thank goodness that happened because I happen to be a Gentile. I happen to not have Jewish ancestry. I happen to not be ethnically Jewish, and yet there's a little piece of us that a lot of times comes to God and and kind of has that flavor, kind of says, well, you you know, uh, God really likes me. I know that God really likes me. Pastor Jay tells me that week in and week out. Even in spite of my sins, God still likes me. And so if God likes me, then when I'm going to other people and I am talking to them about what it means to be a Christian, well, since God likes me, that must mean that the whole way to get to be liked by God also is to become like me. I mean, it only makes logical sense except for the fact that it doesn't. God doesn't like you because you're you. God likes you and loves you because he is a God of love. And that love embraces even you. I remember when I I was a kid, my brother was born when I was a little bit older, I was six when my brother was born, and and that meant that I had a certain perspective on life, and even a certain perspective on his life. As I moved through my life, I I started to recognize some things about who he was, and the the surprising thing was that we were, were very similar in many ways, but we were also very different in some other way. And the surprising thing about that was that somehow my parents seemed to love us both. I mean, isn't that shocking in a way? I, I mean, they, they liked me, and, and so you would think that, well, that's just an image of the person that they like. They, they like kids like Jay, and kids like Jesse, well, huh, huh. They're okay, but they're not Jesse. They're they're not Jay. Well, sometimes, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's how we think about our existence in the church. That's how we think about our existence in the world, is that we think, oh, well, you know, those people, well, whoever those people are, well, they're not like me. And... So, does God really love them? Well, just like a mother or a father's love, that love is not dependent upon the personality of the person being loved. There can be differences there. There can be differences of opinion. There can be differences of ways of thought. There can be differences of ethnicity. There can be differences of all sorts of different things that are held together by this beautiful thing that is called the body of Christ, the church of God. And it's all held together not by personality, not because we're all the same. Because it doesn't take very long to look and say, those people are not the same. But what we're held together by is the love of God. And the recognition that our abiding in that love of God, it comes from God. And that we are graced to be able to sit in the midst of that. That we are graced to be able to be forgiven into the kingdom. That we are graced in order to be a part of that vine and branch and fruit connection that is the church. We're all tied together by a love that is a love for all of us. A love that knows us individually for who we are. But a love that doesn't let that individuality get in the way of bringing all sorts of other people around us. So that we can be loved together and so that we can love them as well. And that's what the psalm today is all about. It's all about God. It's all about giving praise to God. It's all about recognizing what God has done. It's not About recognizing any of the things that we have done, but it's about recognizing God and praising God for who He is and the greatness that He is. And the greatness that He is is that He is a God who can love not only two brothers or five people in in a family or even uh, people in, in one nation, but God can love all these people together. And that is why He is so great. That his love stretched out on the cross, forgiving our sins, unifies us together as his family, as people who are the co-beloved of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, different in our personality but the same in how he loves us. So may you go out this week recognizing that God has created something unique and individual in in you and in the people that are around you, but that he loves us all for the sake of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen.